Fast Forward Productions. The women are speaking. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the One Broke Actress Podcast, an honest account of actor life plus a few lessons I learn in the process. I am your host, Sam Valentine, and as you can see, today's episode is all about sending better emails. What prompted me to choose this episode as a solo podcast for this season is because I get a lot of emails. I ask you guys to email me all the time with questions or comments. I, When someone wants me to take something seriously, I ask them to email it instead of DM it to me. And I'm concerned that these are also the same emails that you're potentially sending to potential reps or to your reps or to casting. Today we are going to talk about the emails that you can potentially send and ways to make them a little more streamlined and a little more successful. So the first thing, I have five, five main points we are going to cover today. And the first thing I'm going to cover is to be confident. You are an actor who should take up space. And if you are choosing to email someone, I take it that you've listened to all of my other podcast interviews with lots of different reps. If you are choosing to email a rep, you have a good reason for doing so. So take up the space that you are owed. Now, don't take up the space in the body of the email. We'll get to that in a second. But if you are emailing a rep, you don't need to have 17 exclamation points to show that you are a nice person. The way you use your words and the way you utilize that email, we will know you are a nice and professional person. Exceptionally large amounts of exclamation points actually tells me that you're not confident in what you're saying. And the last thing that people really want when talking to actors is to have to deal with someone's confidence level. The certain words that you put in your email that we can probably take out, the biggest one, just. I just wanted to know, just shooting you a quick note, just, if you took it out of your email, it might sound a little more curt to you, but I guarantee you it is going to be taken a little more seriously. When actors immediately email me and say, I know you're super busy, I just wanted to let you know, no, you're busy too. We are all our own brand of busy. And when you say just, or when you start with a negative, like, I'm so sorry for taking up your time, I instantly believe that you don't really believe that what you're saying is important. And I often will take those emails a lot less seriously. So start with confidence. Come from a place of confidence. Don't start with a negative. Don't tell me, I know you're so busy, but I am so sorry to take up your time today. However, mm -mm, no, 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 reformat that email. Hey, Sam. I love what you do. I wanted to add that there, that is an email I will open and I am so excited to read what you have to say. That sort of simplicity and that sort of confidence makes me want to read the rest of an email. And if a rep is looking for an actor to bring on, unless they are a rep who just loves developmental actors or works with children, there's a good chance that they don't have time to handhold someone. And so they would prefer if an actor is confident. These are just tiny, tiny little ways you can up the volume on being a good spot on someone's roster or potentially in someone's project. Point two, be brief. You've heard it 17 different ways. If you've ever attended the clubhouse, if you have ever been on any of the meetings of agents talking in rooms together, you know for a fact that they like a brief email. Sure, there are some outliers who like to thoroughly get to know you in an email. Most would rather just have a meeting if they want to talk to you about something more specifically. A brief email tells me 
You are also busy. You have places to go and things to do. You have a professionality about you and that you know I'm also professional in the space. When emails have lots and lots of paragraphs to them, I assume that the person writing them to me doesn't have a lot going on. And that might not sound very nice, but it's how I visualize things. When I have to scroll on my phone multiple times to get to the email, I kind of assume that the person who's writing it has a lot of free time. And I would prefer them wait and me ask for more information than give me their entire life story in one email. Everyone you're writing to, like we said in the last topic, they're busy. They have a lot going on, as do you. So keeping it brief shows that you respect and understand how busy they are, and you are not going to take away from the rest of their day, especially if it's someone who doesn't even work with you yet. Their time is money, and although you could potentially be someone they want to work with in the future, right now, they have other things. They literally have offers coming in for clients and things like that that they need to attend to. So if you can just be a small piece of that puzzle instead of taking up so much room, you will look more professional and you will come off as someone who should be taken seriously. Also, then they're going to read your whole email, right? The goal is for them to read your whole email. If you're giving them 17 paragraphs, they're going to start skimming. It's naturally what we do. We live in TikTok culture, 11-second videos, right? Like we like things short and sweet. That is important to remember in your emails. Even when you're emailing your own reps, be brief. Ask for what you want, which leads me to point number three. Be specific to who you are addressing. Ask any agent or manager how many emails a day they get that look like they're copied and pasted. This stood out so much to me. I told a story a couple of weeks ago on my Instagram stories because I got an email from a PR person that was pushing someone's project and wanted them to be a guest on my podcast. And you guys know that I don't have guests on my podcast who are coming just to promote something. So I asked them, you know, point blank, this is a PR email. I just want to confirm. Yeah, it was from a PR company. The email they sent to me was dear blank space colon blah, 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 three paragraphs about this person to come on my podcast. I knew instantly that it was a copied and pasted email and that person had no idea what I did on my podcast. They were just sending it out to a lot of podcasters. Obviously not putting the name in there was a huge mistake and none of you would do that probably, but I could tell instantly that it was a copied and pasted email and not just this one, but tons of other emails. When there's nothing specific to me, when they don't even say, the One Broke Actress podcast, when they don't even say, we like what you're doing on your Instagram, you had a post. It doesn't even have to be that specific. I can tell when an email is not made for me. I can tell when it's made for the masses. And that is a huge turnoff to me because everyone you're talking to, just using myself for example, I've spent five years building One Broke Actress. So when someone is asking to utilize some of the space I've taken so long to cultivate, it's a big ask. It is a huge thing for me to bring someone on to the work that I have done and to bring them someone on to stand next to me, to be a part of One Broke Actress. I take it very, very seriously. So I cannot even imagine how seriously representation would take it to have someone on their roster, to literally represent an actor in the space. That's huge. That's huge. And for casting to stand up for you and say, this is a good actor for this job, Holy moly, you guys, this is, that's, that is big. That is putting the weight of a lot of things on your shoulders. 
So when you send an email that is vague and unspecific to the person you're sending it to, you're going to get an unspecific response if you get any at all. You don't open spam emails because you know they're spam. So think about writing an email that doesn't look like a spam email because that is the first way for me to hit delete and not even need to reply back because I don't assume you even know who you're sending it to. Okay, point number four. This follows up well with being specific to who you're sending to. Be concise about what you are asking about. I get emails a lot where actors say, hi, I wanted to introduce myself. I'm so-and-so. Okay, cool. Hi, I'm Sam. Nice to meet you. Was there something you needed from me? And I have to ask for clarification, which right now I have sometimes I have time to do that, but a lot of times I don't even have time to ask for clarification. I'll just say, hi, so nice you reached out. Thanks for being a part of One Broke Actress. When you're sending emails that don't have a clear ask, there's a good chance they're not going to get a response. And I know a lot of you struggle with not getting responses from reps, for example, when you send emails. Are you asking specific questions? And is it one or two specific things? If I look at an email, for example, and it asks me to give them five pieces of information, I'm like, oh God, I don't have time for this. I'll do it later. And I will snooze it and snooze it and snooze it. And sometimes I just won't get back to it because it's asking too much of me for my inbox, which my inbox is like quick hit, go, quick hit, go, do this, do that. It's like a a rolling to-do list. So when I don't know what this person is asking, I might not have time to respond. When you are sending emails to casting and you say things like, I hear you're working on uh, this project called Coffee Mug. (laughs) Sounds like a great show. If you're working on this project called Coffee Mug, I would love to be in it. Why, Why are you an appropriate person for Coffee Mug? Is it because you think you're really good about, let's say coffee mug is set in the 80s. Do you think you are a really good fit for the 80s? Great, but you don't know what type of characters are casting for this show. Unless you've thoroughly done your research and you know that casting is casting these characters. Perhaps coffee mug was a book and you loved the book and you read the book and there is a character in coffee mug the book that you think you would portray very well. That is a specific ask. And at the right time, because you got to be careful when they're casting coffee mug specific characters, because if they're going for leads and you're submitting for a guest star, they're not there yet. Coffee mug's not ready to see you. You know what I'm saying? I've taken this analogy pretty far, but you guys understand what I'm saying. Time moves very, very fast in this industry. If you are asking a casting director About a specific project, there has to be a specific role you have in mind or else the likelihood of them calling you in for that project is very low. I know a lot of you actually don't do these type of asks anymore because they've kind of fallen by the wayside. We really let our representation do those asks for us. I typically, if there's a project I'm obsessed with, I will reach out to my reps and say, hey, this is very close to my heart. Coffee Mug was a really important book to me. Uh, There is quite a few roles that are in my age range if you want to keep an eye out. Great. Now it's on their radar. That to me is a specific ask. I don't even really need a reply to that email, but I will most likely get it because I've said a specific ask to a specific person on my team and I have been brief and I have been confident. All of the things we covered in that email, I just nailed. Also, I've established a relationship with my agents where I can send super short brief emails. I don't even have to put 
capitalizations or punctuation in my emails with my reps because we have a fodder where we work back and forth very quickly. It's almost like texting. I kind of think that email is almost the new texting once you have a relationship with someone. But that is a podcast for another day. So, so far we have covered be confident, be brief, be specific, be concise about what you are asking about. The last point is going to be, I think, a little contentious with people, but you need to be realistic about what you are asking of someone. When you reach out to reps and you've never had a rep before and you're emailing CAA, the likelihood of you getting a response from them is very low. That's because they represent very high-level people in this business. If you're asking them to be your agents, do you think that is a realistic ask? And I'm not saying that because I don't believe that they are a rep for you. I'm saying that because I think the energy it takes to send these emails and the energy you spend waiting for replies can really deplete you from your creative space. And if you are spending all of your energy doing this, reaching out to agents, reaching out to unrealistic agents or people who aren't going to represent you right now, it can steal your energy. And I think it's the reason for a lot of deaths of this business. I think a lot of people leave the acting business because they deplete their creative energy trying to get representation and they're sending shitty emails doing it. And that sucks because we didn't get into this business because we like sending emails. We got into this business probably because we fucking hate sending emails. None of us want a corporate job, right? If we wanted one, we'd have one because actors are fucking magical and they can do basically anything. So if you wanted that job, you could also have that job. But there's a chance that you probably don't. So you don't want to spend all your time sending emails. It can take the life out of you. And sending emails that don't get responses, fuck, that hurts. It hurts so bad because it feels like you're the one who's doing something wrong and it feels like you're invisible in a world where all we want to do is be seen. So if you're sending emails, make sure your ask is realistic. If you are emailing casting, make sure you are so specific and realistic about your ask. If they are casting series regulars for a brand new high-level Marvel show and you don't have any credits yet, that's probably not an email you should be sending. And not because you can't get it, but because I think it's going to detract from your own personal energy. Now... I'm going to get some emails in the next couple days from people who tell me the antithesis of everything I just said. And that's great. There is a, the rules are made to be broken. There are people who send really long emails that are copied and pasted and they find agents of their dreams that are outside of their most wildest fantasies of realisticness. And that's awesome. But for the majority of us, when we are sending emails asking about reps, when we are sending emails to casting, to other people on our roster, to other actors, to other creatives like myself, when I'm sending emails, it is very important to hold our space and be confident, to be brief because we are all our own brand of busy, to be specific to who you are addressing, to be concise about what you are asking about, and be realistic about the ask. I say this out of love and because I want you all to represent yourself to the best form of your possibilities. There is no reason that you all should not be well represented. 
should be crafting great emails, should not be spending time in your inbox all day long because you are creatives and you have a brain that functions way outside of that little box, right? I hope this is helpful to you guys. I also wanted to do a little tease because I know I talked a lot about agents and manager emails in this. Brian Pataka and I are working together over the next few weeks, all about agents and managers and getting reps and so much more. So this is your little tease. If this if this really kind of got you going, if you were like, oh, fuck, I've sent some really bad emails, totally, dude, me too. But get excited because he's going to be on the podcast soon. We are going to be doing some emails and he's actually going to be hosting a webinar just for us all about agents and managers, including contacts and emails and all other good stuff. So get excited because that's something we have coming down the pipe. I hope this was helpful to you guys. If you enjoyed this episode, if you got one tidbit out of it, I would love if you would leave a review for the podcast. It means the world to me and we're about to do a whole One Broke Actress rebrand and it would be really rad if we had a couple more reviews into the algorithm before we changed all the colors and everything that's going on. (laughs) I also wanted to say, if you guys have anything to add to this conversation, if you have more email tips or insight, things like that, please, please, please drop it on the corresponding Instagram post to this podcast. Please drop it in the comments. I would love to hear your email tips and if there's any any things you've learned along the way that have really helped you out. Also, if you're the antithesis of everything I've just said, you can share that story too. I would love to hear it. I think that there are rules are made to be broken in this business and I can do my best to share the knowledge that I have gained but I know that you guys have just as much, if not more, to share. So please, please, please do so. Reach out. That wraps us up, and I will talk to you guys next week.